Welcome to your home for all things trending in sports. McSorley, quarterback draw, open, 50, 45, far sideline, 40, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Trace McSorley, 51 yards, and the Nittany Lions, for the first time today, have the lead. From golf to NASCAR and everything in between, it's time for the Ben and Ben Show, live on Com Radio. The tap in for Tiger. We thought we'd never see it. And I don't believe he thought either. Tour championship winner, Tiger Woods, a winner again. And now for your co-hosts, Ben Jenkins and Ben Faree. Welcome into the Ben and Ben Show. I'm Ben Faree, joined with the Ben Jenkins and Ben have our last show of the semester. Yeah, I. <laughs> what's up with the the Ben Jenkins? That's impressive. Makes me feel royal. Um, yeah, well, well, the last I, show. I figured roll out the red carpet I, for you. I appreciate it. Last show indeed. I shed a tear this morning. Another <laughs> one before we went live, but it's all good because you know when we come back from Christmas break, um, not only are we back, but we're back better than ever. Yes, you'll get to the joy of listening to us for twice the amount of time. Woohoo! Yay. Or you could just turn it off after half an hour, I guess, if you're tired of hearing from us. I don't know. But some quick reminders here before we get going. Um, follow on Facebook. That's what you do on Facebook, right? You like. Like like, yep. like us on Facebook. Follow on Apple Podcasts. I think it's subscribe. It's, they all mean the same thing. Yeah. Every social media uses a different. So do those things on Facebook, on Apple Podcasts, The Ben and Ben Show. Um, also, tomorrow... We're going to be recording our bowl special. We're going to go through all 39 bowl games. Um, we said that last week, and then we sat down to do it this week, and I think we kind of underestimated how many bowl games and how much work that is. Going that is. Yeah, that, that took a really long time to prep for, and then we came out here a little bit early. Unfortunately, the studios were pretty filled up, so going to record that one tomorrow. I'm not sure when that will be out, but it will be soon. Um, so while you're missing us throughout the month that we'll be gone here, um, while Penn State's on break, you'll be able to pop that one on on Apple Podcasts and give us a listen. That show we're expecting to be somewhere around an hour, so that'll be a lot more like what you'll get to hear from us in the spring. Um, but of course, that's going to be focused just on college football. And the best part about that is we're going to pick every game, and then we can go back and see how many times we're wrong, which I'm sure will be most of them. Yeah, and looking at it now, we've picked we picked the same teams in quite a quite a few yeah. of the games, so. So if one of us is wrong, we're both going to be pretty uh, miserable. I might have to go change some of those up. Go look at it again tonight before we record that. But, Ben, speaking of college football, it is bowl season. Um, playoff committee on Sunday night or Sunday afternoon decided the top four. Um, did they get it right? Yeah, I think they did. Um, I know there were a lot of people who wanted to see Georgia take that fourth and final spot. But in my eyes – and and look, here's, here's the – the weird thing with the selection and and how it is um the committee is deciding between the best four teams and the teams the four teams that deserve it most that's the weird kind of disconnect we have here because there's no doubt in my mind georgia is one of the four best teams in the country oh yeah 100 percent. georgia is one of the best four teams in the country. but i agree with what the committee did because <laughs> i don't want to see that rematch again just from just from a viewer and that's not saying that 
oh, that game w- isn't one that would be worth watching again. No, that was a fantastic football game. And I would love that every playoff game has the sort of things that that game had in it. But I just don't want to see Alabama and Georgia play a second time because I feel like I'm shortchanged. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. They got it right. Um, I think Oklahoma deserved to be in ahead of Georgia. Um, and if you notice in the final rankings, it was Oklahoma 4, Georgia 5, Ohio State 6. I agree with that. Um, and they are, they are put in a tough situation. It's the four most deserving teams versus the four best teams. And I kind of went with it this year as if Georgia wanted to be in the playoff, they had their opportunity. If they won that game, they were in full control against Alabama. If they won that game, there's no debate. They're in the college football playoff. They had their opportunity to do it. They couldn't close out the game. So, therefore, I don't think they should be in it. Now, I still think they're one of the four best teams. But when you don't complete that game, when you don't close out that game against Alabama, I think that Oklahoma one-loss conference champion, who avenged their only loss of the season, should be in. And, you know, we've had the playoff now for, what, five years? And in those five seasons that we've had we've had this format, you can't find a year for me where a Power 5 team has gone undefeated and been left out. So, they're... Other than, I mean, UCF, they're not a Power 5 team, and, and I know that certainly is a discussion that we could talk about for probably two hours, but these teams, if you win your regular season games, you have nothing to worry about. If Georgia would have beaten LSU, yeah. they have nothing to worry about. You're fine. You're, you're undefeated. You're going to the playoff. Same with any team you can think of. If Ohio State doesn't lose to Purdue, there's no question about it. I think if Ohio win. State only loses to Purdue by seven, it's a completely different story I'm, I'm sure but but you see what i mean it's not like the committee is saying oh sorry undefeated notre dame yeah your undefeated is not good enough if you go undefeated as a college football team a power five college football team you will get in there's no yeah. ifs ands or buts i think notre dame uh, that's who we're kind of hinting at here mm-hmm. really threw a wrench in the whole system this year yeah. um up until that point the last couple of years notre dame was threatening to go undefeated and somewhere along the line they always screwed it up um, but this year they actually did it. Um, obviously, if there's no Notre Dame, then either Ohio State or Georgia gets in. And then you see Georgia get in. And then you have a whole debate between is it Georgia or Ohio State the better team who deserves to get in. So I think either way you're going to have a really big debate. But if you go undefeated, you're in. Yeah, and the only other thing that I want to bring up um, before we move on or, or whatever um, is, you know, these teams, they're going to be fine. Like, this is going to be a good playoff, and, and it doesn't matter. Um, if you have Georgia in there, yeah, that's going to be a great playoff. If you have Ohio State in there, yeah, that is too. Um, so, so I think everybody just needs to kind of relax and, and watch these football games because at the end of the day, these are the four des- most deserving teams in my opinion. Yeah, and you'll have to tune into our bowl special to see what I think is going to happen in those two games, but I think that Alabama-Oklahoma game is going to be an excellent excellent football game i think that game's gonna be really close and really good actually i lied there is one more thing that i i do want to bring up and it's con- and it's conference championship games oh because important so or are they because see this is really interesting and something that we got in in this playoff that i don't think we've gotten yet is the fact that if oklahoma didn't have the big 12 championship game they probably don't go to the playoff because they're sitting no. at home and watching i think georgia's in then but at the same time Georgia finished ranked fifth in the country. Yeah. Ohio State went out and almost dominantly in the second half of that game beat Northwestern in the Big Ten Championship game, yet they are behind Georgia, who lost theirs. So going forward, I'm kind of confused as to 
are those games important? Are conference are conference championship games important for the committee or aren't they? Because with two teams, they rank them very differently. Well, and I think so we're going to move on here quickly, but I think the issue here, Ben, is that we have five power conferences and four teams in the yeah. playoff. But we, we can talk about that for a whole half an hour. So we're going to move on now. Penn State, um, no New Year's Six Bowl this year. Still a good bowl game in the Citrus Bowl. Yep. Taking on Kentucky. I'm very excited they're taking on Kentucky. <laughs> if you haven't known, I've been on the Kentucky bandwagon all football season long. I just love Kentucky. Um, I'm really looking forward to this matchup. Uh, ben, what do you think? Are you excited for this game? I think you're going, aren't you? You're going I, to Orlando? I am very excited for that. And I'm, I'm excited for the game because – um, you know, as much as we hear about how Kentucky isn't really a brand in college football, and that's fair, this is a good Kentucky team. They are I mean, good. You have Benny Snell Jr. running the ball, who is a very good running back. Very good. I mean, this is a guy who has been all over ESPN, all over college game day, that sort of thing all season long. This is a great athlete that Penn State needs to be able to control. I'm not going to say stop because they probably can't. Um, and then defensively for Kentucky, they just had one of their linebackers named defensive player of the year in college football that's pretty impressive yeah this is this Kentucky team and I know I've been I talk about them all the time and think that they're the greatest thing ever but they are actually a good football team and I think a lot of Penn State fans especially when this came out the Penn State was playing Kentucky they were like oh Penn State's gonna win by 30 yeah I don't think they are see I think in this game Kentucky's defense is good enough shut down Penn State's offense, especially how inconsistent Penn State's been this year. I think Kentucky could really keep this one close, and who knows what happens at the end. I, I think this is going to be a really good game. Um, so, I don't know. I, I'm excited for this matchup. And I honestly, I think if Penn State went to a New Year's Six Bowl, other than playing Florida, I think they would have lost, mm -hmm. and it probably wouldn't have been pretty. So, this is fine for me. Yeah, I agree. I think that's the one bowl game where you're kind of disappointed because – I think the level of play between Kentucky and Florida is very similar. So you'd either have a New Year's Six game against Florida or a non-New Year's Six game against Kentucky, and on paper it's almost close to the same sort of opponent. All right, Ben, so the other 38 bowl games, um, well, I guess 37, no, 36 if you take out the college football playoff. Um, what is a game that you're really excited for? The Alamo Bowl. Um, this is a game that, I don't know, I'm always fond of for some reason. We've had some great They're ones. always great. Yeah, TCU-Oregon yeah. coming down from 1,000 behind. Just Literally. These are, these are always good games, and this one probably going to be the same, number 24, Iowa State, and number 13, Washington State. Iowa State, a program on the rise, no doubt about that, against Washington State, who a team with Mike Leach was inches from the playoffs in a mm -hmm. snowstorm, um, probably kept them out, so – High-flying, tons of offense, two really good quarterbacks in this game. Should be a great one. Yeah, I'm really excited for, and this might sound weird, but the Las Vegas Bowl between Arizona State and 21-ranked Fresno State. And you look at this and you say, oh, why are you excited about that? Who cares? Well, first of all, Herm Edwards. Anything with Herm Edwards you should be excited for. But I'm always interested every year in these bowl matchups, and there's a couple of them throughout. I just picked this one yep. because Fresno State won the Mountain West. Um, is this Power 5 team – an average Power 5 team, a team slight, at 500 or slightly above versus a group of five team that's really good. Yeah. Fresno State 11-2 and on the season. I think they are the real deal. But I'm always interested to see what happens in these games. I mean, sometimes we see these Power 6 teams at 6-6 six and six just dominate the game and roll through it. I'm always curious to see the power struggle there. Which team is better? Is it this non-major team who's 
eleven and two on the season, or is it just the team in the Pac-12 who's seven and five? Yeah, and I know we've outlined quite a few of these sort of games throughout the bowl season, and we will certainly go into depth on a lot of them in our special, which will be out, like we said, in a few weeks. All right, now this also been this weekend, Army Navy game. Mm-hmm. Um, I love watching it. I love the triple option. Um, it's always fun. On paper, doesn't look quite as good this year. I believe Navy's three and nine. Army yeah. is nine and two. I think they got a game canceled because of the hurricanes. Um, so, but this game's always close when it comes down to it. It's always close, and it's one of the neatest games in college football, in my opinion. Um, yeah, rivalry game. It doesn't matter what your record is going nope. in. This is a one-game season right here. This is the national championship game for both of these teams. Um, always has been, probably always will be. Um, you know, go Navy. I always root for Navy. I always root for Navy, too. But this, uh, it's going to look like they're going to be uh, taking the, the trophy back up to uh, West Point with them, I think. Yeah, I think Army's got this one. Um, I do. There's a couple kids from my high school, too, in fact, who go to the Naval Academy. And seeing them, like, on Snapchat and uh, – on Twitter and stuff this week is very entertaining as all this it is just really special for these two schools and it's really cool all across college football it's a shame that it's so expensive because I've always wanted to go but oh boy that's a little around two hundred dollars for tickets for that one it's sitting in the snow and cold in Philadelphia no nah, not yet and now Ben it's Heisman time Saturday they'll call Kyler Murray's name right Right, Ben. That's yeah, I, <laughs> I think so. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of disconnect here. Whether it's going to be Kyler or Tua, um, you know, the statistics say, oh, if you've won the AP Player of the Year for the last ten years, you're won the Heisman, and one of those guys won that one, and then the other guy won the Quarterback of the Year award, and that's all. Oh, well, if you win that one, you win the Heisman for the last five years in a row. So, honestly, I really have no idea who's going to win this award right now, but I do know it's going to be one of those two, and I think it'll be Kyler. If I had a vote, it would have come down to because they were close all season. The stats are pretty close. What would come down to it to me is Tua gets hurt against Georgia, and Alabama doesn't skip a beat. I think if Kyler Murray gets hurt for Oklahoma, yep. that team falls apart. Absolutely. That that for me is the deciding factor. And now Ben, final college football topic of the day, college fi- or final college football topic of the season of our show here this semester, Urban Meyer. Announced his retirement, I think for good this time. I think he's actually retiring. Um, what do you make of the news? Uh, well, you know, the Penn State side of me is is happy to see Urban out of the Big Ten East because, well, you know, that just makes sense. But but from, from a human aspect and from a person aspect, just wishing Urban well. I mean, he hasn't been healthy for the past few seasons, it doesn't seem like. I know a lot of talk about a cyst on his brain um, that has been causing him a lot of issues, a lot of health problems. So um, football aside in a situation like this, say what you want about Urban Meyer and sort of the -the off-the-field issues that have followed him around. But this is one of the greatest football coaches in the history of football. Um, He should be remembered as such. Um, He's done a lot for the game, and I I just hope he's healthy and happy. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Ben. Um, he's an absolute legend in college football, absolute coaching legend. Um, I hope the off-the-field stuff doesn't follow him along. He should be remembered as a coach. And a lot of people forget about the Florida time. I yeah. mean, he was incredible at Florida, incredible at Ohio State. Um, he's just someone that should always be remembered as one of the best in co- as college football coaches. So we're definitely wishing – urban the best here on the ben and ben show we're going to go on a quick commercial break and we'll be right back to discuss the nhl and a nhl team in seattle 
Now back to the Ben and Ben Show on Com Radio. Welcome back to the Ben and Ben Show. Ben Jenkins, Ben Free, talking you through the afternoon and the evening of the last week in sports. Going to kind of go lightning around here a little bit, Ben. Starting with the NFL, a group of teams can clinch playoff berths this week. The Rams, Saints, Chiefs, and Patriots. Do any of them not get it done? I I mean, obviously in the NFL, you never know what's going to happen. Any team can win any Sunday. But I think of all the teams, the Ravens upsetting the Chiefs, um, especially with everything going on in Kansas City. Um, and the Ravens, they themselves are fighting for a wild card spot and for a playoff spot. A win in Kansas City would do them a world of good. So I think the Ravens are going to play hungry. I could see the Ravens getting a victory in Kansas City. Now, I kind of went probably not a popular take for this one, but I went with the Chicago Bears and the Rams. Um, Mitch Trubisky, it sounds like, is going to play for Chicago. Yeah. So great news for the Bears And fans. that game's in Chicago. Too, yeah, so. cold. Going to be probably cold and nasty. I don't know if it's supposed to rain or snow or anything, but it's cold nonetheless. It's probably always cold and nasty in Chicago this time of the year. And you so. take a team from Los Angeles, that's not a good scenario for them. Um, so look out for the Bears. They've had a fairly good year, better than I think a lot of people expected. Mitch Trubisky really coming into his own. I know I've talked about him a few times on this show. Um, but I think they could pull off an upset there and, and uh, mess with the Rams a little bit. Yeah, that would be my second pick if I had a second pick there. Um, now, Ben, the MB- MVP race, it looks like it's coming down to two guys, Drew Brees, Patrick Mahomes. Um, it's kind of it's really hard right now to put one above the other one. Yeah. And it's going to really come down to these last couple weeks and the playoffs, obviously. Um, but – who do you think has the nod right now? Well, right now, um, you know, what Mahomes has done has been really impressive, but I, I lean with Breeze. Um, you know, again, not the most talented team in the world, I don't think mm-hmm. people think, and they're just going out there and winning yep. and doing it fairly consistently. I mean, this is a guy who kind of has been under the radar his entire career. I know yeah. he's won a Super Bowl, things like that, but when you talk about the greatest quarterbacks, not only all time but around this this time frame, this generation – People usually skip over Breeze. They go, oh, you're, you're Tom Brady's and Aaron you're Pey- Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Ben Roethlisberger maybe, and that's kind of the cap. People forget down there in New Orleans just how good Drew Breeze has been. He's broken a ton of records. He's done so many good things for that franchise that without him, I don't know if the, the Saints are that successful. Well, I remember – I go down trip down memory, re, memory lane here with Ben Faree, but I remember way back when um, – when Drew Brees got injured while he was a starting quarterback for the Chargers, down on the field, many people thought career over. Um, Chargers shipped him to New Orleans in favor of Philip Rivers, who turned out pretty good quarterback on his own. Right, But people thought Drew Brees' career was done. And now people forget he played for the Chargers. Yeah, yeah. He's done that much in New Orleans. So I, I'm really happy for Drew Brees. At this point, I think he should get the MVP. He's older. He's going to have less opportunities in the future going toward, going forward. Now, a little break from the seriousness of football here. Ben, uh, how's the fantasy team doing? Uh, we're doing pretty good. Um, we've lost two in a row, <laughs> which I guess doesn't mean we're doing pretty good. Um, but we're in the playoffs. Uh, I okay. think we're the three seed okay. in my league. Um, I'm feeling pretty good about this week. I just talked to my friend today who I'm playing, and he told me congrats on – getting through the first round of the playoffs. Nice. So he's pretty confident that I'm going to win. Good. I'm not. Um, they always find a way to disappoint me, but, you know, we'll probably lose next round. Yeah, for me, 8-5 and five right now, but sitting at that fourth playoff position, I think there's about six teams in my league at 8-5. and five, So 
you know, any given day, who knows what's going to happen. James Conner being out really hurts for me. Um, so that's tough. Thankfully, I have Adrian Peterson there to back him up. But before we go on our second commercial break, want to jump into this little NHL topic that we have in here. We don't normally talk hockey on this show, but a special occasion indeed for the NHL. Yes, they're getting a new team Woo-hoo. in a couple of years. Yay! Golden Knights Part 2. Yeah. Um, Seattle's getting a team, nameless team right now. Um, it's great to have another sport. That's a great city for sports it i is. mean every single sport that's in that city is beloved i mean maybe not the mariners as much but maybe if they got good at baseball um but ben what do you think they should be named oh i don't even have an i don't even have a thought on this yet it's so early in the race i know you definitely have kind of a hot take a uh, name for them but but just to talk about the city this is a great place for the nhl to expand to uh, the west coast always yeah. love to see a sport like ice hockey get out there more um this opens up some really good rivalries between Seattle and, and some cities yeah. in Canada um, that you don't yeah. really well, see. Well, Vancouver. Yeah, especially Vancouver. Yeah, that's right there. Um, between that and then, um, again, college hockey. We talked about it off yeah. the air a little bit. This really opens up some things for maybe some Pac-12 schools to grow the game of hockey, especially Washington, yeah. considering being right there in, in the Seattle area. So a great move for the NHL. Definitely keeping up. This moved them, what, to 32 teams now? So Yeah, so now all of the divisions are all evened out, too. Uh, Vegas kind of ruined all that. Yeah, so, so just quickly growing. Um, we'll see if this team's as good as Vegas. Apparently well, the same draft, right? Yeah, they're using the same process. So if they play their cards right, and I think the other NHL teams now might be a little bit more apprehensive to do all these trades and everything. Um, but they're doing the same rules as they did with the Vegas expansion draft. So they very well could be – very very talented that first season and moving forward right away be a very good team in the nhl so we'll see what happens i think they should be named the super ice sonics <laughs> <laughs> i think that'd be great for the city of seattle you know get the super sonics back and you get a hockey team well that's going to be the definite push you know now that you have an arena built in seattle the push is certainly going to be for an nba team as well we're gonna go on another break here that was quick fast just the way we like it two minutes of hockey talk when we come back when it gonna going to go around the campus We have Penn State basketball, wrestling, and even Ben Free with a little bit of Penn State hockey. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Ben and Ben Show live on Com Radio. Now back to the Ben and Ben Show with Ben Jenkins and Ben Free live on Com Radio. Welcome back into the Ben and Ben Show. I'm Ben Free, joined with Ben Jenkins, and now we're going to take you around the Penn State campus. We're going to discuss Penn State basketball, Penn State wrestling, and I'll discuss some Penn State hockey. Um, but we'll start it off with Penn State basketball. Um, Penn State shooty hoops. Um, tough start to conference play. Not good. 0-2. Not ideal. Two very close losses. Um, they're going to have – the Big Ten basketball schedule is weird. You know, they play these two conference games, and they go back in the non-conference, and they go back in the conference play again. It's weird. Um, ben, what do they have to clean up? before this conference play because I know you've been to all the home games so far. Yeah, uh, unfortunately been to all the uh, home games so far. They just need to hit free throws. I mean, if they hit their free throws, it was at one point they were hitting 12% from the from the charity stripe in the game against Indiana. That's not good. No, that's not. In in if you go to the at end home. Of the, yeah, and you go to the end of the game and it's a close two-point game, if you make those free throws, if you make the 13 free throws you missed, you win by 11 points. And it's not even a game. Like, it's not a game at all. That's been in their issue on and off this year. I know it hasn't been a ton, but between that and, and just guys not all having success at the same time, 
Um, we talked a lot. We talk about it with the women's volleyball team a lot early in the season. You have a discrepancy between the seniors and the freshmen. The same thing is happening here. You have the the upperclassmen on this team, Lamar Stevens and Josh Reeves. When they play well, the freshmen don't. When they don't play well, the freshmen like Miles Dredd and Razier Bolton and, and guys like that, Myron Jones, they play fantastic, but they never do it at the same time. Yeah, I mean, and from what I've heard on the street here about this team and about this Indiana game especially is Indiana's a team that's only going to get better as the season goes on, and they're a team that certainly by the end of the year is expected to be a very, very good team, like NCAA tournament caliber, decently high-seeded team. And Penn State had a really good opportunity to get a home win against them, and they blew it. Quickly up against the buzzer here, Ben, but let's talk about a team that is doing a lot better so far this year in the hockey guys. I mean, this is a team that started incredibly fast, have hit some speed bumps here as of late, but so far I think probably so good for this ice hockey team. Yeah, they're scoring about as many points as the basketball team. Um, <laughs> but seriously, the hockey team, they lead the country in goals. Um and they had a really ugly third period against Wisconsin last Saturday, and that turned an unbeaten weekend to a winless weekend. I mean, they got a shootout win on Friday, but that only matters in Big Ten. Technically not a win. Um, they had a really big weekend against Notre Dame this weekend. Um, Notre Dame, best defensive team in the country. Penn State, best offensive team in the country. going to be really be a clash there. It'll be very interesting to see what happens. And if Penn State can come away with a win, maybe even a sweep this weekend, that shows that they're ready to take that next step, be an elite program. Um, right now, I think Notre Dame's sitting there. It's, this series can really determine a lot for this Penn State team. All of a sudden, you go winless again this weekend, and it's two weekends in a row. That's not what you want. Um, so it'll be a really interesting weekend of hockey here at Pagula. And now, Ben, another team that I know they're doing good because oh, yeah. they always do good, Yep. Um, Penn State wrestling team. So have they been through their first two, three duels? Three duels so far, um, pretty dominant in each of them. They've given up three points. In the first two, a 42 nothing win over Lehigh last time out. Going to take some time off here. They get a week off before Arizona State, which will have a one-versus-two matchup for Mark Hall. Um, but, yeah, another strong season for Penn State so far. Actually, I'm going to plug myself a little bit here, have a story coming out in the Collegian. should be tomorrow about how well this Penn State wrestling team is doing so far. So stay tuned for that. Um, I, I know free also. I, I forgot. Story. I forgot to plug myself. Um, but you know, I just wrote a feature on a Penn State freshman defender who he said he didn't even know if he's going to be in the lineup at the start of the season. He's leading the nation in goal differential. So go give that a read on my Twitter. Yeah, and and so those stories will be posted on the Ben and Ben Show Facebook page for all of you lovely listeners to uh, have a listen to here quick. But Ben, last show of the semester, last show before we go on our month's break. So this is a long one. You had a lot of thinking to do. So did I. What are you most excited for until we come back in January? Well, originally I was going to say the Army-Navy game this weekend because that's what I'm most excited for this week. But it's not just this week. It's till January we come back, and it has to be college football bowl season. It's just one of the best times of the year. It's right up there with March Madness, if not better than March Madness. I just love it. Um, I love watching all the matchups. I love watching the bad bowl games. Yeah, okay. I love watching six and six teams battle it out in the Bahamas. I just find it so entertaining, so – very excited for bowl season. Me too. That's my choice as well. Um, certainly the uh, the Citrus Bowl in Penn State is is kind of the yeah. highlight for me. Um, but but yeah, thanks for a first a great first semester, guys. Appreciate everybody listening to us here for Ben Free. I am Ben Jenkins. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in January. Until then, remember two Bens are always better than one.